Greetings. My name is James Major Burns, and this is The Third Degree with me, your host, James Major fucking Burns. Burns, Burns We're Burns. here to share what's behind the mind of the creative, because what you see and what you think and what you hear ain't always the truth. Here, you get to share, laugh, live, love, and sometimes debate. Debate, debate, debate. So people all over the world who are listening, I give you Trayvill Maurice and Joshua William Green. Say my name, say my name. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead with your banter. You had so much to say. Go ahead with your banter. First of all, greetings, everyone. My name is Trayvill Maurice. And Praise the Lord. I don't know what's going on here. Um, I was not intentionally supposed to be on this podcast, but I am here today. Uh, this is a rare, rare thing, everyone. You are getting a gift today on this here Sunday. God bless you all. It's Holly! It's Friday. Well, it's the Sabbath somewhere. <laughs> well, That's did not you how say? time works. <laughs> uh, the Sabbath started sundown Friday. It ends sundown Saturday. Okay. <laughs> And that's, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. that I'll is, give you that one. That is I'll give the you that seventh one. day, okay? And, I'll give you and, that one. Okay? You don't, want, you don't want me to pull out that Bible. I'm going to need you not the to like, scream right into the mic. Okay, I'm done. The Bible. Hi, I'm Josh William Green. I am also happy to be here on this, I won't call it the Sabbath day, but on this <clears> glorious day. Um, I hope you can't hear the seagulls in the background because evidently we are at the beach. <laughs> It's gonna be a new beach in a second. Ew, was that a that was a really bad threat? That that was a bad that was a bad joke. Nothing about that was threatening. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Where were you going with that? I think I was gonna say bitch, but it still wasn't gonna make any sense. Anyways, thank you for being here. Yes, my chair is squeaking. Um, so. <laughs> I wanted to have you guys on because we were having a conversation about people being extremely gay when they come out. And some people think that they are and some people think that they aren't. But, you know, some people hide it a little better than others. But, um, you know, so who's to say? It's subjective, apparently. And to be clear, what started this conversation and what I said was, I did not say that. What I said was some people feel like they need to give a display in those first, you know, beginning times of their sexuality or like their gayness. And sometimes they may amp up to a level, which is totally fine. That isn't necessarily true to their identity, but it's, it's true in the moment of what they want to express. And then like they not calm down, but like recess into like, you know what they're actually comfortable with, you know, like some, like I've, and some people don't feel like they have to do that at all. I was that's all that's the only point that I was making because I was you know teasing exactly. my my dear co-host here about their about their phases, mm-hmm. and it's like but <laughs> it's a great it's a great you know balance because like you know like you had a phase but like your regression was not really like a phase because we like we see like a lot of that was like you're honest 
like way that you like to live and like to dress. And I stuff feel like, like that. what my phase was for like for me is I I was very defensive um, verbally. Like I mm-hmm. felt I felt like I was defensive to um, any posts or things. So I felt like I did that. Yeah. But I agree. Like I felt like uh, like I was discovering myself through um, like my clothing and stuff, uh, which ended up just sticking around. Yeah. But I was definitely like a flaming. And I was making the joke that Trey did the same thing. And he often wore some of James's clothes sometimes. I was like, but then Trey, like that did not stick with Trey. That was not like his thing. And I was like, I know. like, And I I genuinely don't remember wearing anything. Uh, James, uh, Josh assumes that I was blowing in the wind. Like, you know. Uh, I did not say that. You know, I'm not assumed. I can't whimsical, assume like something that I live. Like I'm in some whimsical so musical. Not an assumption. I was there. Okay. Um. um but <laughs> now I made a. I I may have worn you know a tight skinny jean. You know. You. But I was never blowing in the wind with no into floral. The more effeminate look on purpose with the purpose of expressing your sexuality. And that was fine. I just don't remember I'm, that. And that's okay. That's okay. You bought the patent leather heels for you. No, I did. I did buy those. Yeah, I did. Michaela actually sold those to me. Oh, she did. Yes. At a, I thought that they were gifts to me. I was like, oh my gosh, look at these. And he was like, no, those are not for you. And I was like, yeah, I, these I scream me. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it and I wore them. I wore them to the opening night of Elephant Man. Uh, Elephant Man. Okay. At the Young Sound Playhouse. I didn't even know that. Cause I, I did. Yes, but you know, apparently Josh is the only person who didn't go through a phase ever in the I didn't, all of humanity. I didn't say that. That's not what I said. I just said I never felt that like I needed to express like some people process things like people process things differently. And that's a normal process for like specifically men who are coming out to be gay. A lot of them like feel like okay, I just need to dive in and like a lot of them feel like I need to be as gay as possible or like mm-hmm. I need to make a gay statement. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that just was never a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Like it just never was. Would a gay statement be like coming out to? Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right? I, yeah. Yeah, that would be. I, I think for like me- I had to come out though. <laughs> I felt like I had to tell people because I guess I was waiting around. Like I'm like, I'm going to have to discuss this. I want to just, I, I don't know how I feel thought about it or the process then but i'm like i i gotta tell people because people have been asking me i guess this is what i have to do yeah same for me like people were badgering me about it well it was it was weird with me because i always and still technically did but like i always still dated women so then that was a worry and then it was like there was a certain reputation to my family and there was a lot of like thinking about like what is my family gonna have to answer to for me type of like things like that but then also like <laughs> I was never in any situation where I was, there was ever any hope for any relationship to ever work out. So I was like, I don't know what I would be sacrificing putting this out here for to still be single. <laughs> that was just my biggest thing. I was like, I, I don't, that. I don't, there's no point in me doing that to just still sit here and be single. But also like I was, I was just always private. I was like this with my girlfriends. Like when I had girlfriends, nobody knew about them. <laughs> like, so it was like, they didn't, it just didn't compute to me. And people would always like, um, and my family knew, so it was like, I already, my family already knew and I already knew how my family felt about it. So I was like, what reward do I, do? I didn't have a reward mm. for like trying to like post it on the mountaintops. Mm-hmm. And also like I grew up in the hood 
in Youngstown, Ohio, where it's like, especially like when it comes to like women, mm. it was like, it's like, there's, it's like, you can't possibly like, mm. you know, like both things. That's not like, like there's, that's not a, there is no spectrum or fluidity in the hood. It's like either you are this or that, <laughs> right and godly, or you're gay, and, that's what and I think. you belong down the street at the drag show with right. the rest of them. Right. I think that's um <laughs> was a part of your difficulty, or in other guys when they when you're taught that like coming out usually refers to be, being gay. It's yeah. different now, but coming out uh, refers to being gay. But if you not just gay, had who taught you, or where did you learn to come out as a bisexual person? So then you would be, have to, it's like understanding it and accepting that you are attracted to men. And that's different than defining yourself as being gay. Because mm-hmm. when I came out, I just like guys. I wasn't gay. Well, <laughs> no, I, I like guys yeah. too. I was like, well, oh I was just always taught us. that that's what, not, I shouldn't say taught because I wasn't taught that. But I feel, I feel like personally, I was always treated like that's what it was going to be. And it's like, I didn't really i had a curiosity i didn't really know anything about like my attraction to guys i had a curiosity i did not i was a very you know pious young man like i you know i was i made it through high school as a virgin like i was not like i was not in those environments to like really really know Hmm. and you know when i did have my first real like male experience i was expecting you know like the light switch to go off and like of the people who did like tease me or the people who just assumed that I was gay, they were always just like, Oh, you're gay. You just don't know it. Mm. Like type of thing. So I was expecting like after that, those encounters to be like, Oh, here's the knowledge that I didn't have, but that didn't exist. Mm. And it just put me in a worse place because then I felt like, Oh, did I do this for no reason? Cause like, of course I didn't understand back then, but I was like, Oh, did I do this for no reason? Or am I like, did I just open myself up to something that I didn't need to open myself up to? So like mm-hmm. that was a fear for a long time. So I didn't talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, but then I still wanted to date females and it wasn't, it wasn't a force to, I'd never, first of all, y'all never know me to do, to do anything that I don't want to do. And like, that's what I always explain to people. I was like, there's not a thing that I've ever done other than work a job that I do not want to do. And I've barely done that. Listen. So like, <laughs> I was like, you've never seen me with a female because I'm trying to prove a point or like anything mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, also, most people that know me can only name like one or two of my girlfriends by name because I only let you see one or two of them like on purpose. And it was the same thing with like, well, I only dated one man, but like it was, well, never mind. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That's T for another time. I put folks. that on the internet. Um, yeah. Cause I never go wanna... But no, you know, I never think of, um, I don't want to say I never think about, but I really think about um, people learning how they feel about their sexuality at later stages of their lives because I just knew so young and I I can't describe or it, it really put into words. I just knew that I was learning that, you know, guys like girls like this, but I'm like, I, but I know that I mm-hmm. am also liking both like boys and girls the same way. Like I know I was feeling those same things or those ideas and those longings thinking of guys the same way and then more. But I wonder how much of it was like induced when when it became in like induced by fear that I wasn't able because I feel like I wasn't able to even focus on liking girls because of the secret. I'm like I couldn't manage mm-hmm. this 
without like yeah. I was so focused on this. Mm-hmm. So when people used to be like, well, you don't even know. And I'm like, well, I don't. But I blame all of us <laughs> because yeah. it's, it was being like thrown at me or pushed around. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I do. I, I'm pretty sure I do. And they're like, no, you just you think you like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting older. And I feel like, you know, part of my phase was like rediscovering that. Because at one point I was like, you know what? I don't like girls at all. I'm just gay. And then I was like, no, I still think girls. I think women are attractive. I'm attracted to them. But I'm like, I don't know if I can define myself as bi if you don't have a full experience based mm. on what terms and who decides. And that uh, was like a, a like identity struggle that I had. I'm like, damn, am I bisexual or just gay? Because I, I like girls, but I don't. I know I probably majority want to. I know the percentage was almost more attracted to men. I'm like, but does that still classify me as bisexual? <clears throat> and then I was just like, you know, technically I could be, but then no, I'm just gonna call myself gay. Mm. And now as time goes on, um, you know, the definition of what you can be defined as changes uh, rapidly over the years. But um, yeah. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And like I spent. I feel like I miss out on a lot of opportunities just because of that, you know, and like living in Youngstown so long because there were opportunities for relationships, even with like girls that I was really connected to and really wanted to like have something with long term. And it got to the point where like, because I'm an honest person, like I will talk about anything and I will have the hard conversations. I found myself just avoiding like pursuing a relationship because I was like I will have to have that conversation I'd already made up in my mind that like it would never be accepted yeah and um it was even even in times where I know that girls have known and they have like either in their own ways kind of like let me know that they know or at least or even like have known like some of my friends and like have said it to my friends that they know but when it came to me actually having to like say it to them i couldn't imagine a world in the scenario where like i could have this conversation and it'd be okay like Mm. it was a complete self-sabotage like i did it every single time i don't know why i I wouldn't date a girl uh i'm like i don't know where i learned that i'm like i'm not dating a girl because i'm not gonna lie and get caught i'm like i can't i'm like i'm not gonna risk like I'm like, even if I, I'm like, and I do like her, it was the girls that I liked. I'm like, they just gonna always see me as a friend, even though I'm like, yeah, I do like boys, but I, I do like you too. And I, we can't even figure it out because it's just halted at this thing mm-hmm. on top of like my, me being either flamboyant or like feminine and at some type of measurement. Mm-hmm. But, um, I was always just like stuck in the middle like in between mm. I remember when in between was like uh, mm-hmm. oh how you could define yourself as and my, my experience was completely different though um, I feel like it was like the opposite uh, I was dating in my like middle school high school career I had multiple girlfriends <laughs> so you <laughs> so know it was a play, a play? I had multiple girlfriends and they weren't the the you know the least of the class these are the fine the fine chicks like in the band and classes, the fine women, um, and or the popular girls, that's what you could say. And they became my best friends, you know, and they best friend. I remember uh, this one girl, um, we all were in band class, and we, they didn't have an orchestra class at the time, so we were just sitting there. But uh, one of the girls, uh, she was in there, and her best friend, both of them played clarinet. And uh, the one liked me, and the other one, I liked her. So I started liking the other one, and um, 
the other girl, she told me, uh, well, I like you. And I was like, well, I like your best friend. So uh, me and her best friend end up dating. And she went on talking about her other, you know, going for the other guys in the high school. Uh, and then I remember her best friend who I liked, we started dating. Uh, we were on the phone every night, you know, caking and doing all the other stuff in the laundry room. <laughs> Uh, at my mom's house on the phone, oh, trying to in. trying to be secretive, but um, I remember she asked me uh, in the cafeteria line at Shoffin, because this is when our school was there. She was like, uh, "Trey, are you gay?" This I'm her boyfriend, and she asked me this with my lunch tray, and I'm looking at her like, I told her if I'm gay, would I be with you? That's exactly what I said to her. But that was my way of trying to navigate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt I felt like I was... But did you, did you think you were gay then? Oh, I knew. I oh, knew wow. I was attracted to yeah, men. Yeah, so like, so how oh, I young knew were that. you? Oh, I was, I was young. I was young. This had to be, what, like 10, 12 in that area. Y'all, I swear to you, I knew in Oh, I knew. In kindergarten. And I swear, and I, sometimes I'm like, there's no way I could have known. But like... Just remembering experiences like just, you know, little girlfriends and whatnot. I just remember having crushes on little boys, too. Mm-hmm. I remember having this girl. I was, had a crush on this girl, uh, and she had a crush on this boy, who I also kind of had a crush on, but I was mad that she liked him because I wouldn't her like me. And I was like, well, I understand why she likes him. Mm-hmm. He is cute. <laughs> and it's always hard when I tell these stories not to use people's names. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, that's so, why I'm, so I'm trying that's to why I'm trying to if y'all like, hear me trying to have a hard time trying to communicate because I'm not trying to put folks' no, business I get, I in get the it. street. But I, uh you know, it, it was always that for me. And then when I went to high school, you know, I had um a girlfriend in high school and at that time, you know, my high school, you know, I was, you know, a young preacher in in in, in my little high school, you know, mm-hmm. walking that little L preaching the gospel, okay? And I had my little girlfriend and she was helping me out. And, you know, she was really kind, a really genuine person. But I wasn't I realize now that, you know, there were selfish things in me that she became like a almost like a shield to get me through that. Mm -hmm. Because I remember I used to mimic and monitor the way I used to walk and how I used to talk in high school because that was during the phase in like 2013, 14, where culture was beginning to change, <laughs> you know, and, and all the, th- mm-hmm. you know, all the thugs in the high school, they want to be sagging and I'm trying to, and they doing that little lean walk. I can't, I could do it, but it wasn't me, but I remember walking, we had to You're walk so up. Old. Yeah. We had to walk up the hill. I don't want to. Yeah. We, I don't want to see her. I don't to see her. <laughs> But we had to walk up the hill to the buses. And I remember, like, every single day I would try to mimic the guys in front of me, uh, like, their walk to try to, like, not give off, like, any type of femininity, you know what I'm saying? Because I was just embarrassed by it. And then um, my girlfriend at the time, her best friends used to always say to me, because we never kissed. We were dating for, like, two years straight. We never kissed ever. And they were like, well, uh, they tried to sabotage us to make okay, us kiss and her. everything. Nope. You never kissed never her. Kissed her. Never kissed her. Troy, you need to call her and apologize. Never kissed her. That's uh, a badass mess. I, I never. Only likes men. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Wow. Well, that's, that's, that's wild. That's that's not true. I liked I liked many girls and many girlfriends I have had. I have kissed. She was just the one in high school. I did not because that was a defining in high school. Yeah. you were not kissing your girl. I did not kiss so her. The ones before that you was kissing. You was a kid. Oh, the ones before that I kissed her, but oh, high school. She, I only had one girlfriend in high school though. That's the for, real kissing. You know, I was two, terrified. Two, I wish I was like you because like as I was terrified and yeah. it was not. I'm and I think a lot of people took it and made an assumption because like. I grew up in the hood and I grew up with a mother who taught dance and I was a dancer. I was a kid doing, I was a black boy doing ballet in the hood. So there was nothing that I could do that wasn't going to be gay, mm. which is like was the biggest, hugest part of it. But like, I was not like that at all. Like I did not have, like, I remember my siblings and stuff was mad cause they all caught me watching porn, but I was watching all kinds of porn. Like, Mainly because I had genuine curiosity. Like, I did not understand sex for the first thing. And then it's like, so many people would call me gay. Like, that was, I was like, so I need to know. Like, and I just like, but I didn't, like, I remember in like kindergarten, first grade, I had crushes on people. I think one of them might have been a guy, but like, usually it was girls. But like, or at least looking back on it, I can say like, oh, this is because you had a crush on this person. But like, back then, like, I never, if I did like with any of the boys, I never would have mm-hmm. thought in that moment, like, I, I have romantic friends with this boy. But I also was like that normal stereotypical kid that it was just like, mm. you know, kissing is nasty until I was in like the seventh grade. Like that was me. So like, I didn't, I Mm. legitimately did not have these experiences. And like, Mm. well, all of my like friends were getting girlfriends and stuff in elementary school. I was terrified to do that. Like just in general, I was like, how do you, how do you have, like you just talk to them. Like that was a, that was a far fetched notion to me to be in a relationship. Cause like, to me, that was an adult thing. So, yeah. like, to have a girlfriend I was friends in elementary school, they'd be kissing on the bus. You you thought you I was watching was an orgy. Kissing? Uh-huh, I had a girlfriend, and I would be uh-huh. friends kiss. I didn't. I did not kiss. I was. I had a couple of pecs, though. stuff like that. I didn't really kiss anybody until high school. Yeah, that's different, though, for me. Like, I, I would definitely get pecs, but I don't ever recall sticking my tongue in exchanging saliva. That was no, gonna I did be, in high school. Okay, that was, was going to be a no. I was talking to Sherelle now. Oh, dang. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. With, I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, though, in high school, like I said, they were sabotaging us, trying to get us to kiss. And eventually, you know, after a while, she got tired of it. So much so that uh, this was around the time where we started doing cats because now we're graduated. And, you know, my very first experience as, as a relationship, you know, right. with a man was with James directly out of high school. But um, when we had graduated she sent me seven flippograms via email oh flippograms it was what during that app this was like before what instagram was possible she missed you but she sent me seven flippograms cussing me out basically uh not really cussing me out but it was more so it was a gentle like cuss out it was just like her expressing her feelings on how she felt about you know our relationship as a whole we went to prom together everything like that uh, I know she doesn't watch this, so uh, or listen to this. I'll make sure I tag her in this one. But uh, James knows who she well, is. I mean, it's been over a decade. I'm it's sure been she's a, fine I, now. Yeah, I don't. It has not been over a decade. Almost. Oh, it's approaching. This will be the night. Almost like oh, eighth year. Oh, It'll God, be the eighth year. Yep. Fifteen. I'm just yeah. constantly reminded that you were a child. Yeah. Um, it's. Jeez. I am not that young. I am young. I'm just old but, and tattered. That's all. Um. 
but yeah, uh, she sent me seven flippograms and she explained herself and I was like, okay, great. She let me off. She really let me off the chain because I didn't have the courage to hurt her and say, hey, this is not what I want. But it was comfortable for the time, but neither of us were happy. It was almost like she liked me. I thought she was a cute girl and a kind girl. And it fit into what the narrative was for me at the time, which I didn't, I, I despised all the ratchet chicks in the school. Like, they were my I, best friends, I, but I, they weren't about to be my girlfriend. The Aquarius and me had just always taken over. <laughs> I couldn't even do that like, in high school. Because, like, me negative. and, um, I ain't gonna say her name again. But, you know, it's like, we dated twice when I was in high school. And, like, she was my first real girlfriend. And it was great. It had some issues that, as an adult, you know, I we never should have went down certain roads. And I was uh-huh. like, I had to look back there. And I realized some of those things then. But it's just like... People would date and just would enjoy dating. Mm-hmm. And, like, even then, like, that was not something I could do. Like, if I dated you, it's because, like, like I dated her because I saw her as the type of person that I could marry. Right. Like, that's why I dated her right. at 15. Yeah. Like, and I couldn't Same. do any other type of... that. Yeah, but you wasn't kissing your girlfriend and I, that's just weird. Yeah. But, um, but no. I just couldn't what do... I'm, what I'm saying, the, there was no... I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Yeah, there, the <laughs> sexual passion there was not... It but wasn't like, there. It was more I about I remember, like, the almost. pressure... Because, like, that was another factor that I played into it because I was so, like, my mentality is always, like, I don't know, just to be truthful, honest, and, like, to go after specifically what I'm supposed to be going after. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, especially at that time because I was, like, if I could go back in time, not only would I do the same thing, I would continue it and not fail. Because, right. like, I didn't want to have sex until I was married. That was, like, a legitimate thing. I got teased 24-7 about that. And it's, like. That was me with a woman, I could, I, like, yeah. we could have. That in our relationship, me. there was a bunch that of times where, like, it almost happened, but, mm-hmm. like, I stopped it. And it was, like, and it wasn't because she was female. It was because that was my goal. And, like, when we ended up breaking up, it had to do with, like, some things that I'm not going to put on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, even at that age. But it was, like, my peers who they never really, like, surprisingly, in high school, I had a great time. I had a great time in high school. I hated all school. So, like, in high school, it was a time of my life. Um I didn't like, you know what I mean? Like I got along with everybody. I didn't think I was like super duper popular, but I was popular enough. Yeah. I had friends like, but even like some of like my popular friends, they would go back and forth sometimes because they'd be looking at me like, and like, that's when the insecurity and stuff would come because they'd be like, man, you just gay. You sure you're not gay? Cause how you not smashing? I'm like, and yeah. that's a normal thing for dudes to say to another dude in that right. situation. But because it's me, I was like, oh, right. maybe right. they're right. Like, that's they the problem. Like, any other, right. Yeah, but right. I'm like, oh, well, that, that, right. like, that's got to be it. Then right. I was like, I'm just fooling myself then. Right. Right. Like, and that was like a ongoing mentality right. for me for like, until right. I was like 21. Yeah. Like, same. Because the only sexual experiences that I was having at that time were with men all of my life since I was nine. Oh, wow. So it wasn't with the women, you know, I I didn't have any. And there was only a few times that I ever wanted to have like some sort of sexual intimacy with a woman or with a girl in high school, or I'm sorry, middle school. And that was, it was with the girlfriend who asked me if I was gay. And this was after we broke up. I broke up with her because I was just like, I'm done because I heard that she, you know, she was trying to be active with all the men in the school. She was a little fast girl, but, uh, she, one, one summer, I remember she was a nice little petite girl in the next school year. Body yaddy 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 yaddy. Do you hear me? And Listen, I was like, they, something in my spirit when said they used to come she, in expanding. She 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 didn't had some. I already know somebody is breaking in those walls, and she was being tossed around like in the school. Like she was one of those type of girls, and 
something about that was driving to me because I feel like I already had her and I didn't get that chance. But she was my girlfriend. And y'all just like strange, you know, Negroes. You know, y'all strange Negroes. Y'all, she don't even know y'all like she know me. You know what I'm saying? And she didn't even give me a chance. So it became almost like a per personal ambition to try to tame her. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's like that age-old classic, like in a heterosexual relationship, like the man trying to mountain hunt a woman, you know, that dominance type of thing. It became very competitive, like a sport. And it's then natural. I realized I was it like, "It ain't right, but it's natural." I was like, mm, "I'm done. I'm good with that. I don't need that. <laughs> Y'all can have her." And to be clear, I mm. went on to have my sexual experiences with women. It's just I wasn't trying to do it in high school. Yeah. But I didn't have. Yeah, no, I did not. Prior experiences mm. with anyone. Yeah, I did. To that, I had two very distinct. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much on the internet, but like two very distinct, unfortunate situations that were not okay hmm. with a male and with a female on separate accounts. And it was just another one of those things that was just like, just further like confusing to me. Hmm. Um, not even confusing on like, I don't mean in like, what would you enjoy? What you would not enjoy? Cause I didn't, necessarily enjoy either of them and neither of them were like super severe things like nothing was being done to me it was just like both of them were just like you know this this feels weird and it does not feel right like type of situations those were the only like close to sexual experience that i had had like when i was in high school so i was like by that time i was just like listen i just know what i'm supposed to be doing and what i'm not supposed to be doing and like i'm trying to just do what i'm supposed to be doing and that's all i knew and it it always it always kept me from moving further because during high school is when I started to like be curious, like junior and senior, like discover other certain things. I still hadn't lost my virginity, but I was definitely like entertaining other thoughts or like learning certain things, learning certain people, being in certain situations and being like, okay, well, I think that I would enjoy that with a guy, but I do think I would also enjoy that with a girl just because I'm having these conversations with myself. Mm. It started to put the like automatically it's like, oh, well, you can't you, you can't date anyone then because like you still don't know what the hell is going on. So you can't just be out here dating nobody because what if you picked the wrong one? I'm like, ah, sorry, I'm supposed to be over here. Like, so I just didn't date nobody. I think I liked uh, one girl in elementary school like I, who I liked, but we ended up becoming friends and she ended up liking girls a few years later, actually, but she married now. Um, I think I, I didn't like any girl in high um, middle school, but there were two girls that I liked um, in high school. But um, I definitely like boys way more, and that's why I spent most of my time uh, thinking about. And when we were talking about phases, um, yeah, I think about men. But no, uh, we were talking about phases, and I feel like, you know, people can get swept into uh, – certain phases and yes. you know they are figuring it out that's why i say like i know mine was a flame and i use the word flame because i was coming in hot and i was you know ready to pop like fire most of the time don't remind me don't remind you please i know who you're talking about uh who, i don't know who you're are about. you are you talking about who i think you're talking about tarzan um, you know, the way you explained it as a situation ship was a very good way to explain it i knew that's that. who you were talking about uh, but no i wasn't i was just talking about oh, um yeah. I wasn't. Um, I was just talking about like myself, like being like a, a flaming person, oh. period. Oh, gotcha. And just gotcha. like uh, that, my I feel like 
I got swept into like the phase of, and then I just wanted to defend myself or just like uh, defend anybody responding to something about gay because I felt like I had to sit by for so many years and mm-hmm. watch it be said or even said about me. So I was like, oh, I'm responding to every motherfucking thing. I owe y'all. <laughs> oh, you ass whooping. <laughs> oh, you ass whooping. Say that shit to me now. Who gay? Okay, Oprah. Who gay? <laughs> you get yeah. ass whooping. You, you get ass whooping. You get ass whooping. You get ass I was, I was challenging voices, every Which is why, one. like, I've always been... Y'all know I've always been been the the problematic one because people <laughs> they're like you know when it comes to the alphabet mafia you know whom I love but they you know if I don't agree or see things the way that the popular way it is Joshua, to be seen in the queer community it's like I'm problematic or I'm being this or like they assume because of my background because I do love the Lord and I do mm-hmm. like that I have I'm trying to impress certain things I'm like no it's just like there are certain things that I don't go along with was like, was even why, like I was never, people did not believe me, but it was like anybody who knew me or talked to me knew that I would tell them anything they wanted to know if it was any of their business. But like, I never, it was like outside of like high school, I never was in a position where I felt like I was hiding. I never felt like that. Even though people would accuse me of that or like their views with that. I'm like, no, that's because somebody taught you that the only way to be queer is to be gay and to be gay in this way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is not, that's just not the life that I'm trying to live. And it's also was the simple fact of like, people's opinions of me is what got me where I was in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't, the last thing I want is people trying to tell me what I'm supposed to be feeling or what I actually feel or like, you know, and I was like, and I've watched it happen to other people. And it was like, they they hate me that the trolls gonna come for me for this one too and I'm gonna keep saying it. The gays are toxic and I think they're extremely toxic and they've always been toxic. So I was there. <laughs> so <laughs> they're toxic. I don't care. And they they decide, especially like when you grow up in the Midwest, like we grew mm-hmm. up in places that are not near like the east or west coast, where like minds are a little bit more open or like you know things are a little bit more unhealthy. As just as much as straight people had an opinion of you if you were any type of queer they they thought that you were gay and needed to be this and the other gay people were exactly the same and if you were not you know pussy popping on a handstand trying to be a broke down drag queen at utopia in boardman then they said that you were closeted and hiding or you weren't free and like i know a lot of bound people that are out there pretending to be somebody else's gay version of themselves because that's what the gays told them they were supposed to be and i'm like you missed the bark not only are you still not being yourself you're being a broke down budget version of somebody else and you will never be happy so i used to feel like i didn't feel i mean i was with you all the time people used to always ask me and people will uh as recent as like in the last few years will be like did Josh uh, come out or whatever and I'm like I wonder why people I didn't it it puts I think it put people like me in a place to be like well I don't know how to respond because like if you asking me Mm. the do you know do you not feel comfortable like why wouldn't you ask him and then like is it not known should I not say anything and Mm. I think that's the place like people get in because I'm like, well, I don't mm-hmm. want to say anything yeah. because well, I know, put us like, in a position to like defend. We were we friends. Were asked I mean, times. I came out mm-hmm. while we were friends. So yeah. you, you never came out. So I would consider it not being public knowledge based off of how, my logic, which of it. to an extent it's not, but it's also like, like I said, I never felt like I needed to have that process because it's, 
I was I felt like I've always felt like with any of my relationships, it's my business, not yours. It's between right. what I'm doing and like because mine was so different from yours because you wanted to be gay. <laughs> That's not the life that I wanted to live. I guess so for like, me, like I felt like your friends, but, did, but yours I, is more accepted than what I would say because especially where we come from, they may not like it. They may, you know, have their opinions about gay people or whatever, but they're going to accept the fact that you're gay. They were never going to accept the fact. Who are they? Oh, like just the community that we grew up in, because this is their mindset. This is what they talk about. Like they would never, our community would, especially maybe now, but like, which is why I just don't care. But like back then it was not like for me to be like, yeah, you know, I like men and women. They'd be like, you know, you're just gay. Or they would be sitting around like, you're going through a phase. I think, you know, that's why you still like girl. And it's like, these are conversations that I I did that to myself. Yeah. But I feel like for me personally, I felt like I would consider you in a closet up to a point because for me, it's only because if you didn't have a conversation like with your parent or like your family, I'm like, because that's how that was my rule for me. But I did have the, I had those conversations in the seventh grade. I I wasn't aware of that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like, that's how I felt. I'm like, well, I felt like I was in the closet until my dad knew even though I was out really to everyone else. That's just like what my standard was. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, my dad found out like once I told like the people who meant whatever to me, that was like me being out. But also it just was a different route uh, because, you know, people were just vocal and then some people um, were not, but I was just um, Mm -hmm. a a different route. And that's how I considered it. Like once your family know, like if you don't tell the rest of the world, right to me, like that's out. Yeah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck who else knows. Yeah, it was your dad, but it was my but mom. But that is also, mm-hmm. like, there's a difference between, like, needing the safety and acceptance of family. Yeah. But it's it's brainwashed and drilled into us that it's it's more than that. It's like, oh, this needs to be your Facebook status or people need to, like, people need to be able to identify you as in this category. Right. Like, and it's like, why, why do I need anything from people I don't? Right. Care about in the right. situation or really care I mean, about like, me. The only people yeah. that are ever going to matter in this situation is who I'm dating, whether they are male, female, chicken or zebra yeah. or my family members. Mm-hmm. Like that's all that it's ever going to be. And also yeah. because I never was in successful relationships, I was never in a position that I felt like that was a necessity to do. And then I was so career driven for so long, so long, like that was my focus. Like, and I knew I was like, I'm just not. I'm never going to be in a place like while I'm focusing on my career this way, traveling so much and like want to do tours and do all this other stuff. I was like, I'm more than likely not going to be in a relationship anyways, whether it's with a male or a female. So like, it was just never an now, important I do agree topic. that I don't think you're a person who just like, I mean, your Facebook page is private. I mean, let's just be real, but no, I don't think you're a person who like shares sure. your business like that. So when you say like, I don't mm-hmm. just be telling people stuff like I get that. There were times where, um, just because, like, again, our our journeys are different because you were, or Trace as well, but, like, because you are in a position to be, like, in these groups of people, like, even being, like, queer and then being, like, feminine or, like, yeah. not feminine enough, but you were, like, uh, spiritual, religious, and, like, Christian. So, I, I'm, and I think, like, I'm trying to, like, give a perspective or think of the outside perspective because mm-hmm. I spent more time with you and, like, people will be asking me, I would just be like, oh, what is it to you or, like... If you think you, if Josh is gay, yeah. like, why don't you ask him? Right. But I think there were times where, like, if you, as a, if you speak on something, like, when there were certain conversations happening, you could speak on, you could speak publicly as, like, a Christian, but, like, as a queer person, like, you wouldn't or didn't speak publicly. Yeah, I did. No, that's it. true. And a lot of times it was just because until I went to New York, I never felt 
accepted or or like I could tolerate the queer community. And that's just or being Josh, completely like, serious. Josh, just be gay. Fuck these people. You and I was like, like, James, get out of my face. <laughs> because like, I just couldn't. You know what I mean? It's like growing I up was. in the middle. It's just, it's too, to me, like, it's just too toxic for me still. Because they get only mainstream images to idolize. And they believe that that is the only way. It can that, exist. Yeah. Convert, yeah. On any spectrum of, of sexuality or queerness whatsoever. Like, mm. it has to be that. And mm. that's why you had so many depressed <laughs> Broke down people in like the one rundown gay bar in your Midwest town, and everybody's trying to be a drag queen, even though they're not a drag queen. Everybody's trying to do this, and everybody's trying to, and everybody has slept with each other, and everybody has like, yeah. I just did not want that for myself, and I just truly just did not identify. So like that also kept me a lot of times from just being involved in those conversations, not because I didn't have an opinion or I didn't want to be in those conversations. It was just like. I didn't want to be involved with the people having the conversation. Right. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. And like, I had no problem being friends with these people. Um, like, you know, but like, I just didn't, I still didn't feel at home or accepted with them. Hmm. And see, that was hard for them to understand because, and like I said to them, it didn't matter what I said, even though I, like I said, I was attracted to women there. They were like, Oh, he's gay. He's going to be gay. He don't know he's gay. yet. He's going to be gay. I, I'm going to get was hard him. for me to understand like somewhat too. I'm, Cause I was, you introduced me to a different type of gay. I'm like, we're not the same type. Like I was getting to know you and you showed me like, you know mm. what I mean? But we were in 20. Mm. I mean, we're young, like we're adults. So, mm. we, but we were learning that at that age. So I was learning like those things. Like, I'm like, Oh, you know, like Josh just like, I mean, like we got, you, we, we gay or whatever, but like, we're, we're like very different. Mm. And like, for me, I was looking for like, like when Blockham went into the, her first uh, ball, like she was looking for this harmony when it's something completely different. And I was like uh, hanging out uh, all night and looking for that relationship in that community. I was like desperately searching for it, but it took me a year. I tell you, it took a year. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? You know, like this just isn't like, I'm not about to act. I'm, I couldn't be a part of like certain things. Or I just had to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But I did get, but I felt like, like rushing water though, that I did get swept into it. And I was like, Oh, I'm doing these things or whatever. And once I got older and like got out of it, I was like, I really, I felt like I got taken advantage of sometimes. And I was just doing things because I wanted to be around queer people. Right. I feel like my experience is, it's so really amazing. Like hearing all three of us who have been around each other for so long, but we each, even though we were there, have three different perspectives Mm -hmm. on what, our experience was because I feel like I've been very fortunate. You know, I'm the youngest out of the group clearly, but, and that's not to say that y'all old because that's not <laughs> what I mean, but cause you know, okay, I, ha- I have to watch what clearly. I say sometimes, We're you know, but, um, we wish that it, well, I'm, pro- I'm approaching, you know, tw- big 26 this year, but, um, <laughs> whatever. Screw y'all. Y'all can kiss Ooh, all so both cheeks and the crack. Ooh. Okay. Y'all can have it. Don't look at me like that, James. You okay? Go that's ahead. too much Tell for the story. air. <laughs> keep going. Keep going with your story. Keep going with your story. Um, your story. What was I gonna say? I forgot. Um, oh, my perspective. I think my I've been fortunate. I feel like um, because I didn't get swept up in the gay culture. And even though there was that period of time where you know I first come around the group and we were going to the inner belt and all the other stuff, which is the culture, you know. But I was so despised by the culture. I really was. I was. It was distasteful almost to me. And it felt like it. there was no identity there for me. It was very complex. So I do understand Josh's perspective. But there was also this 
femininity that I was still trying to identify in myself that I saw in these people who were living it freely, which I connected to. And all of that was in one room, <laughs> you know, so now I'm trying to, you know, decipher me in all of that. And the gay club scene wasn't it for me. It just, that just wasn't my, those are not my folks, you know, like I will go to a gay club, but that I wasn't going to live there where the gay club culture was going to be me. And it's nothing against that culture uh, because people do make money and that that's their family. My family became the gays in the theater, you know, which are right. I mean, just as complex, but it's a little different. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like our experience had a good group of people yeah. who like, even some of the ones I don't like. There were still people that were knew who they were. Who don't they, you like, Josh? And Sorry. They, <laughs> and they did Shady. not feel like they had to, you know, conform to a community or conform to like yeah. an image. Like, and I was like, because artists, it's easier for us to be in touch with ourselves. Yeah. So like that was a good environment because you didn't have people telling you you had to live this way or be this way or like these things. Mm-hmm. When like that is the normal thing for somebody to come out in the Midwest. Like I just, I was just watching them. People that I grew up with just dropping like flies. I'm like, how did this, like, I can't understand. And I don't, I'm not saying this as a judgment. I'm saying it as a relationship to, my, to myself. Mm. I can't understand being passionate about certain things and a certain lifestyle, like wanting certain things out of my life. And then basically telling people about my sexuality and then letting them decide for me what my new passions are. That was the most idiotic thing I could ever, I could ever do. You know what I mean? Like, and it, and like, that's just my, that's my perception and reaction to it. It's not a judgment on those people, but like for me, for Joshua William Green to do that, I could never see that happening. And if I did that, I would view it as idiotic. Cause it's like, why all of a sudden am I not a person anymore? Like, or was it just like, I'm just not passionate about the things I'm passionate about anymore. I have to be passionate about the things that the gays are passionate about. Mm. Like that, like those type of changes to be accepted. And like people like watching people like yeah. let go of lives, let go of dreams and not for the better, like not to, not to gain. You didn't gain anything mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's like when I got to New York, that was the first time that I met people that were just like me or like people, like some people long for a community and then some people long to just be themselves in any space in the world. Mm. Like, and that's just how I am. Like, yeah, I just I agree. would rather just be myself mm-hmm. and be able to truly be myself in any space of the world. And some people are looking to be a certain type of person with that same type of people in a, in a community. Right. And I was like, no, I would like to just be me. Right. And be live my life, whether I am with them or not at church, whether yeah. I am at city hall, whether I am on stage, whether I like, that's, very, that's just where good. that was my, it just didn't compute to me hmm. to be like, you know, and that's, that's why I would get scared when I would see people even like, sometimes I would be afraid. Like even when I talked to you, I was like, as a precaution, just do not like get so caught up that you want to adopt somebody else's lifestyle because just like, I just would see it happen so much that like, it would be a fear for my friends. Like when they would get in relationships, you know, especially their first queer relationships and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's sometimes, sometimes what is uniting us is trauma and you can latch on to thinking that they have it right. And you just want to live like how they're living and that's not true. You can't be someone else. Like, mm-hmm. 
even even though it's hard to accept ourselves and accept our flaws or accept what might be different about ourselves, you have to accept it. You can't like point it out and then choose to be somebody else because you think they have it together or their way is easier. And like that's always my fear. Like that people want or people want it from me. I'm like, they're like, oh, why don't you want to do this? Like, why don't you oh you you totally should do drag. I'm like, oh, I know I would be an amazing drag queen. I have no desire to be a drag queen. Right. Like I just don't I definitely uh <clears throat> I knew I wasn't going to be a drag queen just because I'm like, I'm never going to be tucking. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. And they're like, well, you know how I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. They I, must swing for I can't. I'm like, I also it's it's a lot. It's a lot. They are very talented. That's not me. I like to perform still as as me. But I did like dress up as in dra- drag a couple of times. And you know, I was a ball queen once and I had my hair done. But I'm like, I'm I it's not, I'm not built for this. And that is absolutely fine. But there are a lot of people who have found a new love for it. And mm. I do. Uh, it was this show I watched on um, uh, Netflix. I think it was called Grand Army. And it was one season of it. And it was about these teenagers. And there was a young woman in the show, uh, the lead girl. And she kind of took took on the identity of groups. And she's like, free the nipples. She was like, well, you know, if guys uh, can wear their nipples free, then we should be able to wear our nipples free. And then she would go hard about that. But then the next week, she was going hard about something else. And she had all of these things, like, you know, signs that she was going hard about. And it's fine to feel like that way about things and people, but understanding, like, why it is. Like, I know for me, like, there are things, like, that trigger me uh, still when it comes to, like, uh, being gay or queer. And I feel like I have broadened it from broadened, broadened my idea of just being gay to queer because at one point I didn't know how to define myself. And I just started saying queer because I'm like, I don't know if it's gay or bisexual. So I'm like, I just use queer. And it's also interesting that it's like a word that was an insult that now is like an umbrella term. Mm-hmm. So I just like queer baby because uh, it's politically correct because I'm like, could I be attracted to somebody who is trans, non-binary, uh, straight, born this way, born that way? Who knows? Because I don't know what the, who the person is until we ha- we would have a discussion. So I just use queer as a term. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. I agree 100% with what you said, Josh, um, in regards to... Uh, people taking on other people's images because you do do that in culture. I think I think that's almost it's almost like um you're a blank canvas, you know, and you're trying to paint yourself or paint this mural, you know, um and you know in art class there was always the the best painter who's been doing this for a long time. I remember that, so I used to always try to compete with you know I'm not really an you know I'm an artist, but I wasn't like that type of artist, painting artist. So I always wanted to do the best thing possible you know and i created some great work it's still hanging in my grandma's uh kitchen in my mom's kitchen you know what i'm saying but you do take on other people's you know identity and things like that and i think when i was 18 i did started i started to do that and i think i started to realize i was doing that and really accepting uh that i had done it at like 23 mm-hmm. and uh because at 22 i directed dream girls and that was um the i was in the thick of it opening. yeah i was in the thick of it then because i feel like that show i talk about that show all the time because it was bigger than the show it was really about identity of me finding out who i was <laughs> you know as a and that was also like right as in a the person midst of and after like the first time period that he was gone yeah 
yeah. for a while. Yeah. And, he was gone for and I really wasn't even like, referring to like, y'all when I said Oh, no, I said no, no, no. I know, I know that. that. I'm just speaking but, from my personal. Yeah. I can only speak from oh, my personal. I know personal. you talk about me and my. <laughs> yeah, I can only speak from my yeah. personal in my personal experience, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For me as a person, and I'm about to be 26. That was not even, what, four or five years ago, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. all going on. I've taken on people's emotions a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, feeling like, wanting to feel empathy for people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to get this off of me because, mm-hmm. like, this, it, I, I can't let this weigh me down because yeah. I know I that's how I am yeah. as, as a person. I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. I just take this on. And sometimes I feel like I don't feel people's empathy enough. <laughs> I'm not empathetic enough to people. I and think- that's why I come off like, Tom sent like sometimes. a post that said like just because you're a healing person that you don't have to heal like every everybody person yeah that you move through yeah to where I used to feel like well if this is what I'm supposed to do maybe I should do this yeah and that's where a lot of people got frustrated with me just because I would not live the way that they live or struggle the way they struggle or heal or overcome the way they heal or overcome and it's a lot of reason why I like people that you know were my friends ended up not liking me because they were assuming that you know either i was trying to hide or be closeted or i was judging them or i was trying i was like no i'm just living my life like for me literally by myself and like i always found it weird because like y'all know me i'm a very matter of fact blunt Mm -hmm. to the point person sometimes it's a little cold but like i will talk about anything or whatever especially if there's somebody that like i know or trust right it was like i've never i never hid anything and it's like even in all the times where like people felt like like oh josh is so closeted just like, but we would be places having discussions. Like, if anyone asked me, I would just be like, "Yeah, that happened. I did that." Like, I ne- I never, never did, like, never deny anything. Mm-hmm. And it, I just always find it so funny that people like had that view of me. I'm like, so because I'm not like posting this stuff on Facebook, like you think that I am like this image or whatever. Right. And I'm like, that's yeah. I'm like that's fine because I also didn't care about that. Like, right. I learned very on. I went from being a super people pleaser and like trying to be everybody's friend and constantly forgiving people for acting up and like treating me a certain kind of way and like to like completely just being like, oh, no, F it. I don't care. And it's like (laughs) I hit F it. I don't care long before I really landed on how I felt about my sexuality. So by the time that was even a discussion, I was like, (laughs) you are not a factor in this. Uh Like all of my main factors had to do with like, you know, I also kept it in consideration. It was like I was a worship leader for a long time. And oh, we talked for about me, it was, yeah, it was just a lot of, there were a lot of sacrifices I made, not even about my sexuality, but because of the ministries that I believed in or like when I was over like groups of people, I would gladly take the blame for something or take the brunt of something if it helped these people get what they needed to get out of this moment or whatever, or if it didn't like make if people were getting something out of the church, then I was like, I'm not going to put myself in a position to make the church look bad. If like these people are getting something out of this and I want them to keep getting something out of this. I was like, there's no reward for me for trying to like expose something or like cause a drama or anything like that. And it's like, especially in those times when I was like in my pious mode anyways, I was like, well, I ain't out here doing nothing. I ain't seeing nobody. I ain't sleeping with nobody. I ain't dating nobody. So I was like, it's not, I don't even know what the discussion is for me to just tell y'all for me to sit here and still not be doing nothing. Like, so I was always in those positions. And then on top of that, my entire family was in positions where I would be forcing them to have to answer for me mm. in all of their situations. They They're got- in mega churches. They are pastors. They are, you know, all of these things. This guy on uh, the new friends of WeHo. 
just mm-hmm. I think he just like said the same thing. He was like, I didn't want to say anything because like I don't want I didn't want my family to have to answer for me. At, you know, yeah, he was like, now I'm in this space. But he was like, I don't like the fact that my family has to answer for me and right. his life or whatever. And I still and I still don't. I, you know, I, I still do not want that. And not only do I not want that, it's like also like I'm the only one of us that does not have children. I have eight nieces and nephews. The first three of them were boys. And so the last thing that I wanted was definitely any one of them having to explain me to their kids you know like and like that would have to be filtered on however right. they decide they're going to deal with it or how they feel about me at the time is how they're going to have to talk to the kids about it I didn't want that to be a thing I also did not want anything that I went through to be repeated as well because I don't want whether it was them seeing with me with seeing me with the female or seeing me with a man it being them feeling like they had to do either or because those are things that I went through where it was like, I felt like, oh, then I must be doing this. Like, I have to be doing this thing. And like, I was very aware of like, I didn't want, I did I did not in any way, shape or form want to be any type of like standard or example for them in a dating sense. I at just all. tweeted yesterday that uh, something about like, I, I, I wish I could be around my nephew more because I don't know how his mom is raising him. And like, I think about like, um, him seeing me and like because I'm gay it's just still like it's this thing I feel like it's something I don't want to worry about but I'm like what is he going to think about me like I'm gay I'm a flamboyant gay guy man so I don't know when I'm going to see him again how old he's going to be and what his perception is going to be on queer people right and I'm like that's my nephew but I still like worry about it and I remember uh, one time we were talking to him and he was like who's that he was talking about you and I don't know if I was like that's my fiance or something oh yeah Uh, Oh, well, oh, I, I was uncomfortable at that Uncle moment. Uncle James and this yeah. is Uncle Trey. Yeah. And I, he didn't like understand, but we weren't like trying to educate you know, him in that being moment. Like, about, yeah. Oh, well, this is my boyfriend and two yeah. men get together. But yeah. I was just like, this is Uncle Trey. Yeah. I can't remember the conversation exactly, but yeah. now I'm like, he's like six or seven now. I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to see him again, but I just, I'm like, I, I, I do don't like think, so much time going in between. Yeah. I do think that it has to do with how the child is being raised to and what they're observing because I have five nephews, you know, and my nephews don't respond to James the way I, his nephew responded to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My nephews. And the first time Kaden called me uncle James. Yeah. Like they know who this man is. (laughs) I mean, I knew Kaden when he was like born. I didn't realize like he was born in 2015. So he had just started talking and I just didn't realize. He just came up to me and started calling me Uncle James. And I was just like, this is just so beautiful. This is all I ever wanted. And I wouldn't ask for this. He just did it. And I don't know why, but it's just like, that's um, interesting too. Like, yeah, it's how is so he being different. raised yeah. and where that's the, he I, received I think, this. I think or just not that has any. like their observation as well as what's being said. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a, a melting pot of that you know, is what creates them and their perception as a child. I've never really thought about that. Like, I don't know. I can't speak of what I would want in the future, but like up to this point in my life, I've never desired that. And I think that's supported my decisions in being that way because I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've ever like been like, 
you know, like, oh, my nieces and nephews, like, if I'm with a man, like, they're going to be, like, it's never been, like, a thought or a desire mm. of mine, which is probably, like, why it's so, so easy for me to just, you know, be like that. <laughs> like, I just have never, I don't know. It's just not a, mm. even, like, talking about it right now, I still am not, like, yeah, yeah, I want that. No, I, I really yeah. don't care. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> I don't know. It's just something that crosses my mind. It's one of those things I feel like it's not, like, a hindrance, but I'm, like, I wonder why I still think like that. And I feel like it's unwavering, but it no. just like comes up like, I'm not mad. I'm just like, where does this come from that I would worry about this? Like, I love him and he knows that. But why, why am I still thinking about what my young, like mm-hmm. black nephew would think about me as like a man and a black man? Mm-hmm. Because like, of and I think, I, I think it has, yeah, but I think it's like that mm-hmm. deep rooted in American culture specifically, but specifically to our demographic as black people, you know, it's such a stereotype still in the culture, you know, that we are getting winged off now, you know, and I think it's so important now because that new generation won't have an idea of what the Stonewall people had to go through or even us after post Stonewall, you know, with our bullying in the high school for that type of stuff, because folks like, like Wayne, we talked about Wayne, how he was what 13 and just out and about in high school. Like he went his whole high school career, just like free. (laughs) Nobody questioned it. There was not a question, you know, let alone a Caden. I'd be a different person. You know what I'm saying? I'd probably be married with children. They would be different. They are different. And I think that's why it's so important to talk about it. You, you know, know, that's something I don't think about too much. Like it's to be like, emotional. I yeah. I was out then. Yeah. Like I think about it all. We time. had to hide, you know, to a certain level, you know, Wayne didn't. And that was in a short matter of what? Five, six years. I guarantee I can almost <laughs> guarantee that like if that was not a stigma for me, I would have not have made the same choices that I made. And I probably would have ended up with a woman and I would have gotten married younger and I probably would have had children. If you didn't. If I was out. Oh. Like if I never like that, the thought of like trying to navigate or navigate how people were going to feel about it or Mm. the perception of it, like Mm -hmm. that made so many decisions for me that like it was like in every, that's why I ended up in so many like, trash situations with men and like never actually pursuing like the meaningful relationships with women that I, that I wanted to. Cause I was just like, ah, it's this point, you know, I don't know if you can. And then it's like, I always felt like I had to protect people too. Like I felt like there were legitimate relationships where I was just like, I just don't think you can handle this, like, yeah. yeah, I just don't think you can do it. Like, <laughs> I just don't think, you know, I just, I had it's it's not it's bad on my part, um, but I just did not believe that people had people in Ohio had the mental capacity or like openness, mm-hmm. you know, like which is wrong mm-hmm. because like multiple people, multiple women had showed me that they're not that stupid or closed minded, but it's like it's not something that I had faith in. I just did not have faith in it. Mm. I didn't think it existed. I was like, they're no. never going to accept it, and it just is what it is. So I might as well just. There's and a to an portion, extent, I yeah. also felt like I didn't deserve it because, yeah. like, there's still the st- the like feeling and like stigma of that, like you know what you're doing is so dirty and so like you know like who you are is so dirty and unworthy that like I literally felt like not only is like this not possible, it's probably not going to be possible because 
X, Y, and Z or because like I'm unworthy of mm-hmm. this type of relationship. So I just, a lot of times just couldn't do it. I just give up. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you're having to dig yourself out of like that mental st- like state that your mind was in. I wonder, it's probably like getting out of jail because it's like, bitch, really? This, I can just kind of live my life now, kind of just, you know, like I think I came out like 10 years ago now and the things that, um, like there's, like when I'm talking about my nephew, it's like sometimes people celebrate my femininity, but then that's like the thing that I feel like I still see the, the like headline is about like emasculating the black man. And I always feel like I, that's what I'm the picture of. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I would be the definition of. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's my struggle still. And that's what I feel like, like when they talk about like queer black men and like with children, I feel like I'm not like the poster child, but I'm just like, I just don't want to, I wonder how people are viewing me now because of that. Yeah. I think it is a double-edged sword, and I do, do agree with you. And I think, you know, we talked about this. One of our friends said this when we had our old podcast, Three and a Half Years. Nikki said it um, about how, you know, people are celebrated. Flamboyant men, specific black men, are celebrated in the black community now in today's culture. Mm-hmm. But a black woman <laughs> who Nikki is, you yeah. know. She said we were celebrated for being sassy and being yeah, like, but they can't face, be but that, you know. So it's like it's like a angry black of the I entire agree. script. So I you agree. become you become the problem essentially. You're you're the thing that's celebrated, but you're also the co- the sword that's gonna cut everybody. Right. That was know? a hard and that was the a hard pill to swallow. Woman. And but I yeah. absolutely like understood it. I was like, you know what? I accept that, and because I completely see it. Yeah. But those are still. There's always the fight of like. You know what's natural and what's natural but it's the standard that we're ho- holding it to like in the definition because you can't you you will never get me to believe that the first couple men these cavemen these adam and eves that eve came out <laughs> eve came out flinging her hair and batting her eyelashes and checking her nails and shit, negative and that he came out going oh, 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 right rock let me find food for you like right. mannerisms are learned all right. all behavior in general is learned, but these are developed mannerisms over thousands. years and years and years and thousands of years. Like yeah. if you if you groomed a woman, if you birthed a woman and she lived in a box with no exposure to people ever, and you pulled her out at twenty years old, she would not walk out swinging her hair, swinging her hips, and doing all this other stuff. She would walk out just walking out. Mm-hmm. Like there there is no like as much as like. I know I don't prescribe to being like super feminine or anything like that. I also am like, I'm there's not like, I, none of that is real to me. Like I am attracted to like feminine qualities. I'm attracted to masculine qualities, but at the end of the day, like they're just qualities to me. They're not, they do not define a gender to me, which is like when someone is purposely emulating the idea of a female or a male, that's totally different than a person's, natural mannerisms to mm-hmm. me. I was like, I just think it's weird. It's like drag. Drag is an impersonation of exactly. a woman. You know, and Pat, you know, told us about this when we were talking and stuff. You know, I feel like she had a very interesting perspective on that about, you know, women or men really like impersonating men impersonating women is almost like an offensive thing, like mm-hmm. to a ex- certain extent. Um and I know a lot of people make money from it. It's nothing like negative. I mean, that's your business. You know, do what you do. Okay. Like Tab said, Auntie Tab, because that's your business. And you mm-hmm. go ahead and do that. Okay. Uh, like so, like that. But um, 
it could be very um, challenging, I feel like, in, in the culture um, to try to compete with that. Like, that's a very, like, it, it's treacherous territory, I feel like. You know, there's a thin line, <laughs> you know, in the culture and trying to define these things. Um, and I feel like that's why our culture is so bent out of shape about this alphabet, you know. You know, it just keeps getting longer and longer. There's only 26 letters, you know, and it just keep going and going because we're trying to, we really, we have become accustomed to putting our own selves in a box, you know. That's why and I like where to Where we have to me. identify ourselves But that's why in I always world. felt like, I'm like, <laughs> I didn't, I'm like, y'all want to come out, like the whole yeah, idea in like, I will say the older version, this is a different generation now, but the older version of like that whole coming out thing, I was like, y'all want me to come out of a box to hop into a different box. I was like, that's literally missing the point. Everybody else that's straight gets to live whatever kind of life they want to live and be whoever they want to be. But you're trying to tell me that if I'm gay, I need to be a part of this community and adhere to these rules and I need to be gay. Like that just, I'm just like, no, no. It's yeah. just not a, like it, I feel like sometimes, sometimes it's extremely progressive and it's extremely beneficial and sometimes it defeats its own purpose. And the heart of it is where it needs to be coming from. Because sometimes it's just, people trying to prove points. It's not really like about acceptance or like, you know, mm -hmm. making sure people are accepting and can be safe and be themselves. Sometimes it's just about proving a point or like unresolved hatred towards yeah. heterosexuals because yeah. Yeah. you have trauma, which right. is justified. You right. have trauma, but like where are these things coming from sometimes? I did a live once and somebody was like, dang, you sound like you hate men. And I was like, oh, I do. Mm -hmm. Y'all have been very mean to me, but now I realize that I also now have a stigma of you and I don't even think before I speak, but it had to be said to me for me to realize I am. And, and my brother said you it did. to me you too. Used to, you used to say it and I was like, uh, I sound like a, what they would call like a, a, a scorn woman or something. Yeah. I was like, but I, I was still angry and it, it was yeah. coming across that way, mm -hmm. but somebody brought it to my attention and I was it like, was you know specifically what? to the black man. That was well, me, me and Ebony had a very, yes. me and my sister had a, who is now Facebook friends with James. We'll bring it up again. Uh, After me and Ebony years. had a very <laughs> heated, intense discussion a couple years ago about black women just because, and I think it took her off guard. She didn't expect me to have this stance, but it was basically online of like, you know, like the typical feuds you see on the internet between like black women and black men. Like yeah. those kind of I was like, some of that is real and true on the male behalf. I was like, this is why I feel this way. And it's like, especially with the things that I've gone through, I felt like being a black man trying to live up to a standard of what black women think a black man should be for me was extra hard because I was also carrying this extra baggage of like already saying that I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. So like I was always trying extra hard to be exactly what y'all expect of us and exactly the the black king that y'all say that we need to be and like we, you know i always i had to make sure i was always in charge i never dated a girl without having a job or being able to provide for her i never like you know what i mean like, i was like these things are real and they are a standard and they are like you know black men are known for not being shit or whatever i was like but also like there is a ridiculous standard for us to be a certain type of man Sometimes in a lot of a lot of our communities and situations, I feel that way and still to ignore that a, a is just man. disrespectful. As a gay man, I still feel the same way. Like I didn't have to worry about like those things when it came to a woman. I was trying to impress like my father though. Like I felt like I still I was under like the same like constraints, but like to my dad, mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I got to do these things. I gotta have be able to take care of myself, uh, be respected in these streets. You know, have this certain amount of about myself. 
because that's what he was expecting of me. So I was it's an interesting perspective. Yeah, my perspective, I didn't have that at all. Like, I didn't have the pressure to be that. I was, you know, the oldest kid in the family, so I did have a level of responsibility. I feel like that comes natural for any first child, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I never, my family never pressurized me into being, like, a specific thing. You know, it was always, like, an open conversation with my mom about uh, my mom particular, you know, particularly uh, with my mom and, like, my Aunt Kathy and my grandmother, you know, who would always, you know, be in my ear, you know, and trying to see who I was and get to understand me and stuff like that to see what my passions and likes were. But eventually, you know, I started listening to them too long and began to like uh, take on them, you know, and their ideologies and uh, their visions basically the hopes and dreams that they could never achieve, you know, and in that I lost myself, you know, and then came out as gay and then got introduced to the gay culture and looking for myself in that and not finding myself in that. And then, you know, being in a relationship and trying to find yourself there too, because, you know, mm -hmm. th there's levels to that, you know, and it, it's just like a complete journey. And then you realize when you're, you know, my age now, 25, mid 20, uh, mid-20s that you're starting to rediscover yourself now and I realized that because there was a time like when I met James at 20 what five is when I met him that's the age I am now and it's so crazy because I saw him go through like an identity crisis then and even then he would talk about how his dad had an identity crisis you know in his mid-40s and 50s let me and put I my daddy's like, business out there anywho whatever <laughs> But I think that was just, like, so interesting, like, you know, and to to have had it now. And I'm like, wow, you, you go through these phases where you almost, like, shed off the old skin and then, like, walk in new skin. Almost. And it's going like, to keep happening. That's the part that that's the part that almost took me out. I was like, oh, my God. And oh, my thing, God. It's going to yeah. happen again? Yeah, I'm reading a book right now called um, 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 it's by uh, Darren uh, Gaines uh, or Garen Jones. Darren Gaines. That's not his name. Garen Jones is what his name is. Um, just messed that up. You know, I got str struggle with names. You already know that. Um, but he basically said, you know, one thing I'm learning is, and I think I sent this to you the other day because I was reading it. Um, and uh, you, you were having a rough day or something like that, Josh. And I was like, trust the process oh, yeah. because that was in my spirit. And um, I was reading the book and it, it was almost like I was ministering to myself. But I felt like in that moment we were talking, I was like, oh, this this is bigger than me. You know, like it needs to go out. to. I sent that to a few people like you need to trust the process. And it is more so the process mm -hmm. like that journey that we talking about. Everybody, you know, it's really cliche because it's so much a part of pop culture now. Like it's a marathon, not a race or whatever due to uh, Nipsey Hussle. But, you know there's really power in that you know it really is about the journey than it is about the end goal you know what I'm saying? i trust the process i still would go crazy through it though yeah that was all <laughs> and you and you'll have those moments just you know? because like you know for me like those things that we're talking about it was opposite for me which is another reason why like i lived the way that i did because at a younger age I felt like when I finally figured out who I was, like that was like probably like freshman year of high school. Yeah. Like I figured out like who I was and who I wanted to be. And I knew then, mm. and it has always just been like maintaining a life that I thought was conducive to that person and not, you know, cause that person any deficits. 
And like, that's where all of my ups and downs came from. And like wanting to discover those things and like be sure. And like, it was just, I felt like I, most people live their life trying to figure it out. And I live my life trying not to mess it up. Like, that's just, that's just been me. It's always just been like, that's such a I just don't want to mess this up. Yeah. Like I, that's been every issue. I always admired issue. that too. I would just be like, like, I felt like I would be struggling with things. And I'm like, Josh is only like a year older than me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, he just seems like he just knows better. And I'm like, I really am trying to figure this out. Yeah. that That's such a unique perspective, truly. Because another thing that the book is talking about um, is that um, this guy, Karen Jones, he, he teaches adults. You ain't got to keep saying his name, baby. Well, no, you know, we're he, he trying to make up for it. Yeah, Darren Jones, I am trying to make up for it. Um, you see, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. Uh-oh. Um, he basically teaches adults how to get back to their adolescent youth, you know, because a lot of the trauma happens there, you know, and we forget that we lo- we left ourselves. You really realize that the neglect that you had is not really on the people that are outside of you. It's, it's you who left you, not them. You allowed them to put... Uh, themselves on you and you in, embrace them but you left you so if anybody's responsible for that it's got to be you and you got to take some accountability there because I feel like in, it would like you said with the alphabet community you know us um, it, it's it's so much everyone else and it's not about so much how we've neglected ourselves to a certain extent too yes there's been oppression same thing for black people nobody's denying that but we too have left ourselves in the dust. There's a responsibility there that we got to get back to loving us, you know, mm-hmm. like the first commandment, love yourself before you so love anybody hard. else. That is priority. Very, very much important. But a lot of us has left ourselves at six, seven, and we go through high school trying to be somebody else, go through college trying to be somebody. We become adults and then we have children and try to put our children, our identity on our kids and our false expectations until they get grown and say, I don't want to do that. And now we heartbroken as adults. I went through that. My mom went through that when I came out. She, you know, I was not the golden child in her mind anymore. She felt like she lost a part of her. And that's a part of what her mourning was in my identity that I was discovering. And I had to realize that, you know, and have grace with that, too, because I understood that she left a part of her that she had to deal with that now she's learning at 46. <laughs> how to get back to that adolescent, you know, woman that she was. And I think that really is what I mean by trusting the process, that journey (laughs) that we're all on. It's hard. It's very hard. I've always like been me. And sometimes I'm like, wow, like I, like I have a journal and I wrote myself like letters or like little notes. Cause I thought of life, like a TV shows at a certain age, like when you get, at a certain age, you forget you have her godparents and shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, write myself notes. Like, I hope you remember these. And sometimes I'll read them and I'll be like, oh my gosh, little James. And I'm like, I still feel like that kid. But now I did reach a point to where I felt like this one part of my youth, like my youngest self, like it's a separation now. Like I can see him separated from me, but I still feel like the connection to him. Like, uh there's this book I read, like the five people you meet in heaven. And I'm like, maybe that was like the first part of my life. I feel like I did move into the second chapter of my, in my life. But I do feel like my uh, lifeline, like I can feel that person always being this person. Even when like there was a little blurry times, like I always say, I, I was always moving forward, sometimes backwards, sometimes crawling, sometimes dragging. Sometimes I was just standing still, but I always felt like I was, like, like my core has been the same person. Mm-hmm. 
It's a fight. So, you know, you all I know. Win. Oh, I thought that was the door. I'm like, excuse me? Who the? It's been. I was going to ask y'all. Uh, I got to name this episode something different because I had planned on talk about something different, but y'all wanted to be all rowdy coming up in here. And <laughs> this was. Because that's my son. Okay. <laughs> y'all, uh, okay, you getting the full whatever. force of the bloodline right now. Yeah, okay. 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 And I ain't never been scared. The blood. Yeah. And I ain't never been scared. <laughs> So, no, this was uh this has been uh iconic. You know, Josh, you said some things that I was like, okay, I know if I ever hear you say it on uh, live t- television. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, this is about oh my god. Oh, when y'all people, didn't people realize it. it's on the internet. Oh, <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't heard it here first. Lord this Jesus. is exclusive, right, right here on Jesus. Third Degree let with Trayvell Maurice featuring James Major Burst. Thank you so much. Right, let me get my clip. Let me make sure I tag Ebony first. <laughs> James, you make sure she know we're gonna be calling me like. So, but you, you ain't never said that you fell. I'm like, oh, right? You God. okay? Well, just like you was you know calling they gonna Karen. crucify me. No, just like y'all was calling Karen because y'all listened to the interview and y'all. Listen, don't, <laughs> first don't, of all, don't come for Mama Karen. Okay, the Duchess. Don't come for her. First of all, you not don't be snitching. No, that, that's what we not gonna do, James. Now, you know she is she, is she gonna listen to this one? I don't know. I don't know if she listens to your podcast or not. She listened to at least one or two. She and one I of think those she listened was to hers. Mine, and one of the, the other one was hers. <laughs> well, you know how people listen to enough so they can quote some things. I'm like, yeah, I listened to when you had said. But it's cool. It's like I don't listen to podcasts either. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much for being a guest on my show. Oh, you're so welcome, baby. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. You know, I always enjoy it. I yeah. might have to edit some of this stuff out. Y'all got a little wild. Yeah, please don't edit me. No, okay? please. This edit is me. the real raw. Okay. Please edit this me. This is the real raw. Okay. This is cold compressed me. juice up in this mug. Okay. Not cold compressed. Real rap raw. Have a good night. <laughs>